this is Joe Paint with the Real Paint. I got some great news. We're going to turn this podcast into not only talking to people, but also inspiration. Each day, I want to bring a message. Not just any message, but some message from the Word. And I just want to really give people some power, some energy, some some of God's words and wisdom so we can go through the day that we can be blessed and be a blessing and that is so important that we follow that flow of being blessed and then being a blessing but today I'm going to talk from John 11 1 through 44 now I'm not going to read it word forward that is up to you to go back into the scripture and read but i have three points today and that is that god is never late he only has a plan to glorify himself and that he should because he's worthy and two nothing is too much for god there is nothing too much for god and god moves stones out of others lives our lives as well so that we can wake up and walk out from the things that are hindering our faith he is great i think that when we start from this time we got to talk about lazarus lazarus was jesus good friend he was also the sister of martha martha was the woman that washed her washed his feet with her hair she loved jesus and jesus loved her brother they were very close but one time jesus was on a ministry trip he was doing his thing that jesus does the will of the father he was definitely setting up a stage for uh, glorifying the father through his sacrifice of his life but at this moment he was on the road they came up to him and got message that his good friend lazarus was sick because his good friend lazarus was sick they were in desperate need for jesus to return but jesus thought about something and it was in his heart and in God's plan that this was not just going to be a rescue mission. This was going to glorify the Son of God. So he stayed away a few more days. He told his disciples that Lazarus was going to fall asleep. And they thought the natural sleep. They really thought that it was just going to be the fact that he was going to fall asleep and, and be waking up. But Jesus knew that that was not the type of sleep that he was talking about he was going to allow Lazarus to die he was going to let him fall he was going to let him fall because when he got to him it was going to be a whole different event than most people understand so it is the understanding that sometimes God will let you fall Sometimes he'll let your loved ones fall. He will let them go down. Those people that are in, they're sick or they're having hard times or they're having addictions, they will fall because when God allows them to fall 
people fall asleep in their faith, there's a greater plan behind what he is allowing. So he lets them fall. So Jesus shows up. Down to them, they think Jesus is late. They think that the, the Son of God, if they even conceived that yet, was late. They thought that he had just allowed his good friend to just die. They didn't understand that God is never late. He is always on time. He's, you can see it in the way they express how everyone is is amazed that he hadn't he didn't get there in time. They were just they didn't understand. But you got to understand how Martha was feeling. You have to understand how she was feeling. She was feeling like, oh my God, he was sick. And I, I, I understand that you have the power to heal the blind. You have the power to heal the sick. But this ain't sickness. This is death. We think about we We act the same way. We do the same thing. We talk about it. Lord, you can heal me from a cold, but this is cancer. Lord, you got me through high school, but this is college. Lord, I need your help because this is not just someone else's kid, but this is mine. We see things as being impossible for God, but nothing's impossible for God. There is nothing too much for God. He is always there to be there. He's always going to have the power to do what he said he's going to do. He's going to be there. So he, in her mind, he was just late. And he had to ask her, do you believe in me? Do you believe that I am the resurrection and I'm the life? Do you believe in me? You got to understand it. Yes, this is death. But this has nothing to do with the, what my ability is. I'm God. There is nothing impossible for my father. There is nothing. Now, let me tell you something. In the midst of this story, Jesus felt the pain that everyone around him was feeling. He also was noticing the state of his friend Martha and the state of his friend Lazarus laying lifeless in a tomb. So Jesus tells them to move the stones. Now stones in our life could be doubt, unforgiveness, anger, all those things that water down our faith. He's saying, move them stones. And he said, oh, no, he going to stink. <laughs> you know, you don't understand. He's been in this addiction state. Or she's been in hard times for a long time. Or, Lord, she ain't been the very the, the happiest person. Or he ain't have a job for a minute. Or, Lord, it, it, it's you don't understand that, that that person has been in that state for a long time. But, you see, you don't understand that. God is moving stones that you can't see. God has moved stones that you can't see. He's taking these people that have fallen and he's moving those stones. So, of course, 
some of your friends and family might question the fact that the prayer warriors are saying, don't worry, God has a plan for their life. And they doubt that, they just don't understand it. Even the people on social media might have their input on why this person is not going to be this or that. So they move those stones and he calls out Lazarus. He comes out. Yes, he's in that condition that you see, but they finally, he comes out. He calls them out. He wakes him up and then he calls them out. But that's God's method. God wakes people up so they can come out. He's not just going to bring a dead corpse out walking around. No, he wakes him up. He brings him alive. alive. He brings him alive. And those that were yearning for his life to be returned now see that it was the power of God that did this. It wasn't some miracle of some Martians. It wasn't some wild radiation. It wasn't this or that it was the Father, the Son of God, that made this happen, and so that they may glorify Him and glorify the Father. So Lazarus now is awake. Martha and all the others had to realize that late for God is not applicable to His existence. There was a greater plan. It was not to just rush to a sick man. It was rushing to a man that had fallen to our sense, to our vision, to our century, that he was dead. Because he was dead to us, we now know that when people fall asleep, they might be dead to us, but not to God. So I give you today, I ask you to pray for those that you think have fallen beyond your reach, but they have never fallen from the reach of God. They have never fallen from the reach of God. They are always reachable. So pray for them, push them up, edify them, get them the words of life, teach with them, go pray with them, no matter where they're at. They might not listen to you, but that's okay, because God might call them out of their grave, their attitude, their addiction, their hard times. And so when that happens and their life turns around, you know you don't have the glory, but God has the glory. God has the glory on every life that you assist with that message. Give God the glory because somebody's going to feel that today. Somebody's going to say, I have cancer, and God's going to say, that's okay, I got you. Somebody's going to find out their child is in a situation that seems unmovable, but God will move those stones out of their way. Today is not just a Friday, but today, let's talk about glory. Let's talk about victory. Let's give God the praise, and let's keep on praying for those that have fallen asleep in their faith that we might bring them to our communion with faith that we have but if your faith is low because of the situation you gotta remember like Martha 
that there is nothing impossible for God. Because even Martha had a low uh, of confidence. Lord, this is sickness. This ain't sickness, Lord. This is death. <laughs> Jesus like, and, what, and, and, and your point being, your point being, this point is today. Make it a day that you pray and say, God, forgive me for doubting your power. You are a great and powerful God. We thank you, Lord. We ask you to heal our land because it's possible, Lord. We ask you to bring those that are in so many different situations that could be deemed to be death. But Lord, wake them up and call them out. We thank you, Lord, because we're thanking you in advance. We're not thanking you because with a question mark. We're thanking you in advance because we know you are merciful and graceful. Lord, we thank you. And I hope this podcast glorifies God and I hope it edifies your soul. You have a great day and take care. Today's podcast is another inspiration from First Chronicles 16.27. And it's a great verse, but I'm not going to read it. I want you to go back and you can you can see what it what it says, but it's talking about where we get it, where we dwell. Where do we dwell? Where our soul and our minds find our peace? Where does our joy and strength come from? Is it in money, fame, a bottle, or anything but God? Sometimes we choose anything but God to dwell in. Sometimes even a lie about ourselves brings us temporary peace and brittle strength. It's normal to try to find idols and ideologies and substitutes that imitate peace. And when the TV stops working, when the food stops working, when the alcohol and drugs stop working, when the negativity stops working or you stop working. We only got one option and that is to dwell in God, to dwell in peace, to dwell in the hopes and the promises that he has provided through his word and his spirit. I think that if we sit back and we think about what we are dealing with in our lives, we need an escape. So many faiths talk about escaping this world temporarily and finding a place of peace. We try to find a place of peace or we can get our thoughts back together. We can get back to training our minds on things that we need to understand. God is our source of peace and strength. His wisdom 
has gone throughout the world. He's not just in the Bible. He's been, his wisdom has been spread so far across our world that it's amazing. Dalai Lama wrote in his wisdom, he said, we can never obtain peace in the outer world until we make peace with ourselves. And that means that we need to make peace with ourselves. And the only way we can do that is not only through honesty with ourselves, but also with the one that made us, that sustains us, and that gives us each and every day to live, and that will be with us when we pass to the other side. We want to find peace in God. We want to do what David did. He was always in the midst of a war. He was always in the midst of a family dilemma. There was always something that he had done that everyone found out. And oh my gosh, he had to find peace and he found it in the Lord. He found it in God. He made sure they had to write this down because it was so important for people after him especially his children to understand that peace did not come through the outside world the peace came from god who's the person that can calm seas that's jesus who's the person that can bring the sight back to the blind that's jesus who can wake the dead up from their graves that's jesus we try to understand that we go to all these different avenues for peace through many things the world has, even through social media. We try to find peace in social media, and that's like finding a needle in a haystack. The negativity is so strong on social media that it's amazing that we just don't disconnect it. But if we try to understand that if we shut it off and we go sit back and we go read our word and we start to pray and we start to meditate on the word and we start to sit in silence to hear God's voice and we grasp onto the peace that comes from his spirit, then we can probably understand that that is a place of dwelling that we need to go to every day. Sometimes we might need to go there twice a day. And depending on what's going on in your life, you might go there three to five times a day because we need that dwelling because that dwelling and that peace gives us strength. And from that strength that we thought we did not have brings us joy. Because when you sit back and think about things in your life that you knew you didn't have the patience for, you didn't have the strength for, but you called upon the name of the Lord to give you that strength that brought you joy. And you came to a point where you knew where your strength and your joy came from. And that made you praise him even harder. It may have gotten you to a point where you were dancing and singing and crying. And we understand that that's the way David did. He always danced around because he understood 
even as a soldier and a king, there are some things that you just did not have the strength for and you didn't have the peace inside to maintain sanity, but God gave you both of them, which brought you joy. That strength, that joy, that strength, that joy. Oh, Lord, it is something that when people think about praising God, they think about that joy, that strength. It is so amazing. So today, I hope that someone, before they start their week out, will go to the dwelling place, will go into the Lord. They will go into Him. They will ask for the strength. And throughout the week, may their joy be abundant. May their joy be so abundant that it overflows in their spirit and flows into another person's spirit. I hope that today will be a liberation of your captured soul and it will free it to dwell with God, to be with God, to find that strength and develop joy. I want to thank you. I hope this inspiration is something that will get you through the week that will get you through the month that you may dwell in God, which has so much power to have confidence that he will give you the strength and the joy. And may this edify your soul and may this edify those in your lives. You have a great day. You take care. And be blessed and be a blessing. Bye-bye now.